Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekolder, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you until the top of the hour. Joining us for this half hour, we've got Randy Rocky over at Swan Financial, who they do a great job. They really do. And Randy's a great guy. So good person to talk to. And his team is great in terms of getting you pre-approved. And they've got some very special things going on right now. We'll talk about that with Randy with Mm -hmm. interest rates the way they are. That will help you also here. We've got Lee Harris, who is over at Limestone Title and Escrow, and we love Lee for so many reasons, but her her brilliance and intelligence is among the top. She is- oh, thank you. Yeah, well, she used to be the, the legal counsel for the Real Estate Commission, so that should tell folks a lot, and she is the legal counsel for Limestone Title and Escrow. You can reach her on her cell phone with any questions, and follow, fellow agents- Note, she is always out there to help you if you have a question or a problem, 649-7964. And you can reach me, Bob Sekoler, anytime Greg is off today. Uh, he's busy doing our videos and photography. You can reach me if you're thinking about selling your home. Woo, this is the time to start planning for 2023. And you can reach me to come out and just have a planning session, talk about it, it's free of charge, there's no obligation. 376-5483 is my direct cell phone number, 376-5483. By the way, you can see what the sellers are saying about us. We actually have a redirect on our YouTube channel, and you can go to uh, louisvillesellerstalk.com. I had to think about that for a second, louisvillesellerstalk.com. Okay, the first question goes to both Randy and Lee. Uh, Because this is just crazy. Wire fraud schemes are evolving and scammers are finding new ways to infiltrate real estate transactions. And that's including exploiting virtual meeting platforms, much like what we're doing right now on Zoom. We're we're still doing COVID shows on Zoom. And so you send a question to me via email, bob at wesellouisville.com and put a radio question in the subject line and put the question. But that's just to give you an idea that just how bad things are getting, a hacker may break into an email account and invite you uh, or your client or your friend or someone who's in a in a in a meeting situation to a virtual meeting, and how the client will know that he or she is being targeted by a scammer. Typically, the hacker will use a still picture, let's say of Lee inviting this buyer or seller into a meeting. Have you guys heard about this, Lee? Let's start with you. How serious has this really become here in the Louisville area? No, I haven't. That, when I received your info, that was the first I'd heard of that. But it doesn't surprise me because the, the hackers or the scammers uh, figure out something new. Every time we, we figure out one, then they get a new one. Uh, and that doesn't surprise me that they're doing that. So just everybody be careful about wiring money. And uh, yeah. let's get back that. To- yeah, let's get back to that in a second. Randy, have you okay. heard anything in recent months about this level of infiltration of scammers coming after buyers and sellers? No, I have not. And I'm pretty much on top of that. But like Lee just said, I don't need to repeat. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's it's do. tough. So what should be the standard practice for any buyer or seller, either now or in the future, if they're listening to us, what should they be worried about? Either one of you answer. How do they know that the the emails that they're getting, the invites that they're getting are the real deal? 
Go ahead, Randy. Well, I'll, I'll start out. We, okay. we, uh, we send a, when we are doing an active loan, every Wednesday we send out about wire fraud that do not, do not take any instructions over email or you need to call directly to the phone. Let's say it's Limestone. You call if they're, if they give wiring instructions, you call, you talk to the individual that you've been assigned to, you hang up because there, there's some phone interception sometimes even going on. And then you call again right away. And we make very specific the instructions on that. Uh, so uh, we send wire fraud out uh, an actual text twice a week. I mean, twice uh, until they close every Wednesday. And right. what happened? I'll give you a quick uh, rundown. We had a person, it was about a $7,000 wire fraud. We caught it early enough where the bank had not transmitted it. We, I will not name the bank, but uh, we called them, said, hey, there's a wire fraud transmission. This was a long time ago. This is one of the reasons we put this other step in place, and we've had no trouble since. Uh -huh. And, and uh, they would not stop it. They would not stop the transmission. We're going, look, you do not, we can, we can, you know, all the wire fraud that's going on. And really sincerely, and I mean this, the, the, the banks for the most part uh, put their head in the sand on this and act like it's not their responsibility. And it's very, very disturbing. Got it. I hear you. Lee, any other suggestions from your standpoint to make sure our buyers and sellers and listeners don't get into a, a scam situation? Yeah, that's mostly it is that when uh, usually if people work with our company, they have been assigned uh, a particular person that they've dealt with through the whole process. And if you call that person and you ask for that person and, you know, you speak with that person, then you should be fine as long as everything's going over, the, you know, via the telephone, but no, no emailing or anything like that. But the buyer or seller or client should make initially make the call to... Yes rather than take a call from supposedly uh, right. any place. Right. I think that's absolutely that's yeah. right. All right. Let's move on. The mortgage rates this past week popping up to 7%. I know Randy over at Swana, go ahead and give out your NMLS number. Yeah. Uh, uh, 26362. Rates are about seven, but I, I know you and I were talking off the air about a, a, yeah. a rate that uh, is for anybody who's going to stay in their home three or five years. Explain that pretty quickly. Yes. Uh, so we have a five-year fixed rate, 30-year uh, amortization. It's at uh, 4.875, APR rate 6.73, but it's a 4.875 fixed. And and uh, I feel like what comes goes up fast is going to come down. And I think you know, Bob, almost all of, and not that I'm always right, but all my predecessors thought that rates were going to drop off in the middle of last year. Yeah. And I told you, I did not think it was going to happen. And right. I really, now I'm going to make another prediction. I think yeah. by August, September next year, rates are going to take a drastic drop. How far down are you willing to go on record with that? I think they're going to be in the high fours. Okay. That's good to hear. By the way, the federal housing administration published a letter to lenders this past Tuesday. I don't know if you received it. You probably did Randy urging you and others to consider including about borrowers, Positive rental payment history when applying for FHA insured financing. Yeah. So yeah. the move is believed to be a boost for first-time home buyers to help improve their credit scores. Do you see that as a viable way of helping first-time home buyers who are renting right now? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, we do. It's called a verification of rent, and we verify it uh, for them, uh, for underwriters, and it's a, it's a very viable option. And we also have another product that you can you can you can lock out one year. 
again, one year with a to-be-determined property. Uh So uh, for the people that are scared to death that rates are not going to drop, uh, we have that, uh, and and the one thing we have as a broker over lender, especially as as credit as as things have gone up, banks and and uh, lenders, not brokers, really have to tighten up on on uh, uh, their warehouse lines. In other words, they cannot lock rates in right now. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of things. It's a repeat of 2008 in some ways. Got it. By the way, if you would like some information about getting your home on the market, head over to BobSellMyHome.com. That's BobSellMyHome.com. Moving on now. So Samantha writes in both Lee and Brandy, feel free to jump in. She's in her 80s, and she lives in her home by herself. And each year she fears Halloween because kids come a-knocking at her door. She says she has trouble walking, and so that it is a problem in itself for her to walk from wherever she is to the door. She has turned her lights off, but kids still come to her door. She wants to put a sign out, but she's afraid if she says no trick-or-treating, the kids may retaliate by throwing eggs or something else at her house. And she's wondering if we have any suggestions on what would be helpful on how to handle this fear of Halloween. Lee? Well, uh, that used to be the trick was if you didn't have any any uh, treats, you turned your lights out. But yeah. uh, apparently that's not working. But you definitely don't want to get tricked because that means teepee in the trees or something like that. So, yeah. um, you know, maybe a sign on the actual door that says uh, cannot come to the door uh, would would help. So that when they get up there, they'll realize, you know, this person isn't uh, isn't here or isn't a- able to open the door. I mean, yeah. I, I would never go up to a house that, where the light was off light when I was a kid. Off, right. but, yeah, no, yeah. I agree. But things have changed. Randy, you got any suggestions? Well, I've got one when uh, you, we're done. I think, okay. I think Lee has uh, summed it up. Okay, so here's my suggestion. Get a, um, a bowl, a cheap bowl, mind you, uh, for candy. Buy a bunches of candy, put it all in there, and then um, maybe a little sign that says, please take only as much as uh, – uh, you can or share, you know, take a little bit, whatever, or no, put any note at all. And so leave it out there. Even if you put the bowl out there with no candy in it, the trick or treater yeah. comes along is going to think, oh, the, the guy or lady before me took all the candy. Right. That's so, it. That'll right, save yeah. you some money, too. Yeah, it'll save you some money. So just put an, open, an empty bowl out there and hope <laughs> that that does the trick. And, and another sign, you know, that says I'm not able to get to the door. So I think those are two things. I feel for uh, Samantha. Uh, yeah. I know there are, there are a lot of folks who are yeah. scared of Halloween because exactly of that, that they can't get to the, the door. Or they don't, mm-hmm. with the the budget that elderly folks are on, they don't have the money to buy candy. So we understand that. All right, Kathy, we move on. Kathy has uh, sent us an email. She's a first-time home buyer, and she is stressed beyond belief with concerns and questions about buying a home. So we thought we'd help Kathy and other first-time home buyers and repeat home buyers answer some basic questions. So Randy and Lee, I'm going to throw these out there. Feel free to jump on them what these are. So what is debt? When you hear the word debt, anybody want to jump on that? Uh, it's, an, uh, it's an obligation you owe to a creditor, and it's, it's a monthly, usually a monthly payment you have to make until you pay it off. Okay, good. So that's the responsibility of taking on a mortgage. Saving for a down payment, a lot of home buyers are thinking they've got to save $20,000 or 20% or more. How much should they be saving, Randy? 
you could put zero percent down. I don't recommend that. It's not where you get your best rate, but you can go. You can do no money down homes and done a lot for you, Bob. Yeah. And and three percent is a minimum. Uh, the three and a half is what I really at least recommend, and hopefully more because as you give more of a down payment, it's less risk to the uh, to the the underwriter, and you get a better rate. So, for example, if you're buying a hundred thousand dollar home, you want to save at least 3%, that would be $3,000. And then Randy, what do you yes. need for, what other dollars should you have available if you're buying a hundred thousand dollar well, home? Well, uh, now uh, and we're starting to see, and I bet you are, is the market come, is finally correcting, yeah. uh, where it's not totally a, 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 a seller's market. Now we're starting to see seller concessions again, where they're paying closing costs and prepaid. So. If you do, it's about 3%. So either way you look at it, they have to save about 3% or the seller can pay it, the closing costs. And just if you're wondering, sellers and buyers, if you're wondering about what's the new norm, what we're thinking, because rates have gone up a bit uh, there, and by the way, the, we still haven't hit the high of the early 80s and 70s where it was at 12 and 18%. Mm -hmm. So let's hope that never happens. Right. But because prices are starting to come down, and that's what we're seeing, listing sellers are bringing prices down to try to meet the market. You're actually saving money. And so sellers, I would tell you that if you keep your house at one price, expect maybe five or $10,000 less as an offer, you can use that difference to help the buyer uh, pay for the increase in, in interest. So it, there is a balance that's coming about. It's just taking a little time to get there. Shayla has been living in an apartment for the past 12 years and paying $1,900 a month for rent for a number of years. She recently heard from a neighbor that the owner of the apartment complex is considering selling the apartment complex, Lee, and that she may be having to relocate or rent going up. And she's heard rumors of $3,000 a month. Is there anything she can do other than move out if that happens, if it's sold and a new owner takes over and raises rent dramatically? That's one of two cases. One case is that she has a lengthy lease, say a year or more, mm -hmm. uh, in which case if it's sold, then the new buyer takes subject to that current lease and the rent would stay the same until it expires. If she is indeed uh, month to month, then they would just have to give her, the new buyer would just have to give her a 30 day notice to either increase the re rent and, and pay it or to uh, terminate the lease and move out. So yeah, that is a, that is unfortunate when you've been there so long, but rent prices are going up for sure. They are going up and there's really nothing you can and do to fight we, an increase. Yeah, go ahead, Randy. Yeah. Uh, so can you, as a landlord, uh, if you uh, put in your contract, if we sell the, sell the property, then uh, the contract, the lease is null and void, or can they not do that? Well, you can't really do that because it's a it's a separate contract. It's a contract between the landlord and the tenant, and then you know the purchase contract is between the buyer and the seller. However, a lot of landlords, uh, the buyer either either the buyer or the seller, in order to make the deal better, will go in and you know sort of quote unquote buy the tenants out and say we'll pay for your moving expenses or we'll give you first month's rent somewhere uh, else or something like that. But it's going to have to be by agreement got in that case. Gotcha. We're going to uh, take a break uh, with us. Continuing Randy Rocky Swan Financial 6450736. Also, Lee Harris, legal counsel over at Limestone Title and Escrow 6497964. 
If you want to talk about listing and selling your home or even buying a home, you can reach me on my cell phone anytime, 376-5483. We are back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. Need a home loan or refinancing? You need to talk to Randy Rocky at Swan Financial. Why have they become so popular? Because of our programs, our service, and our competitive rates. And now listen to this new program from Swan Financial. Yes, we have a 1% down program that also you will get 2% grant money from the investor. Call Randy Rocky today at 866-766-1920. Swan Financial, NMLS 2473 and 26362. Equal housing opportunity. Call for additional cost information. Other restrictions may apply. This is Lee Harris, owner and attorney at Limestone Title and Escrow here in Louisville, Kentucky. We are an experienced team of processors and attorneys who will be happy to help you with your closing needs. We are known for our flexible closing times. We're open to nights and weekends, whatever suits you or your clients. We can help you provide a smooth and quick closing and help with difficult situations based upon our history of expertise and experience in closings. Call us anytime at 502-632-227. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. People often think that real estate agents market and sell the same way, but they don't. I'm Barbara Corcoran, and I've worked with the best agents throughout the country. Having a local real estate agent who offers great marketing and options to fit your needs is smart. In Louisville, the agents I trust and you should hire are Bob and Greg Sokola. If I were selling in Louisville, Bob and Greg would be my guys. You deserve the best there is. Bob and Greg, go to WeSellLouisville.com. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sokola, the Louisville Real Estate Show here with you till the top of the hour. Thank you, Barbara Corcoran, who's our mentor. So with us continuing, we've got Lee Harris, legal counsel over at Limestone Title and Escrow. Also, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial. Lee's number over at Limestone is 649-7964. Randy's number over at Swan Financial is 645-0736. And so... This is an interesting story, and I don't know whether Lee or Randy, you've heard about this. This happened to me this week. Johnny is a real estate investor. That's how he uh, started when I answered the phone, and he tells me that he just graduated from a real estate investor school where they taught him how to make a lot of money by buying and flipping homes, and he wants to know a couple of things on the phone call with me. And I begin wondering, what did these folks teach these students? Beginning, We've heard about these. Would we call them scams or are they, what would you call them? I don't know. They're not the, what they're presented to be. The first question he wants to know is, what are carrying costs? The moment I heard that, I'm going, you know, y- y- maybe you missed that day in class. <laughs> yeah. You know? Carry, carrying, costs, <laughs> carrying costs would be the cost to you know, the, the lawn care and the utilities and the mortgage interest and the taxes for each month that you have to carry a property 
yourself and pay for it before it sells. Uh, so if you're living in a house, it's basically your monthly expenses. If it's a house that you're trying to sell, then it would be called a carrying cost because you're you're basically carrying that burden until somebody else takes over it. And even the cost to borrow money to do the flip in itself is part of that. Then he, then he, then Johnny asked me, what does it cost to rehab a home? And that's when I had to stop him and say, listen, did you attend this investor school? Because... <laughs> <laughs> you see, every home is different, and that in itself is a big problem. So um, be aware of that. And uh, he says he was given a calculator that shows him the cost to renovate a home is 9%. I said, well, that really doesn't matter. It's what the house has and what it needs to be to brought up, be brought up to sell. And so he also asked, and this is where I finally ended the phone call, he's wondering what our, what closing costs are to purchase a new home. Randy, you want to jump on that? What are closing costs to purchase a new home? Yeah, it, right. On investment property, uh, you're going to need to put 20% down, and they're going to be about 3% above that. But again, you can have sellers pay the closing costs, so it would be in that 20%. See, and I got to And you can you, get it as little yeah. as 15%. But they, he should have learned this in, in this real estate school right. or his investor school. So. And I know there are a lot of people who may have graduated. I'm just telling you, you need to go back and maybe either ask for your money back or ask for some more information. So we move forward here. Tommy owns a home where the backyard is full of trees. There's an easement that the utility company has been using for 50 years, trimming the trees that grow around the power lines. And now, and we, we heard about this from, on a previous show from another client. Now they want to cut the trees and the take the easement taking down several trees on his property that's on the, in the easement and he's wondering uh is that allowed and we talked about the fact that in a previous show it is allowed is there any recourse he's asking just he lets them come on the property and cut the trees down is that rightly yes well if it's in an easement then an easement basically is giving the rights to the utility company to to access and to use that land as they need to so I guess the trees now are becoming a problem. However, they can't just come on the land with a big bulldozer and drive right across his front yard and make a big divot. They would have to put the property, you know, back at the way his property back the way it looked. But once you have an easement, it's very difficult, especially a utility easement, because that's for the good of the whole community. It's hard to to limit what they're doing. And trees are often a source of, you know, because people like a big tree there. It separates me from my neighbors. It's so pretty. And then if somebody comes and cuts it down, it really can change the look of your whole yard. But there's not a lot he can do. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I will tell you a quick story. When I was a reporter in Orlando, Florida, they were expanding the expressways down there. And they used something called eminent domain to not just take trees. Yeah. If, if they were putting the highway through where your house was, they right. took your house and they, they would come up with a fair market value, which was the retail value based on an assessment at the time by their appraiser. I don't know if you could challenge it. And that's the money you got. And it was get out of your house and find another one because we're coming through and leveling your entire house. True story. So, and that happened a lot in Orlando. I had, a, I had yeah. a dear friend. Yeah. I had a dear friend just go through this and he had to get a lawyer involved and uh, he had up winning, uh, but he had to go against state of Kentucky, and it was a big ordeal because they tried to give him less money than what his house was worth, but he ended up getting that fair market value. It does happen. It really does. 
And while you're there, there, Randy, Chuck is uh, thinking about selling his home and buying a new home in 2023. He's wondering, how does his credit score directly affect the interest rates that he'll be quoted when he buys? This is a really good question for everybody who's planning on buying next year. Oh, yeah. So uh, it affects it tremendously. So let me give you a quick example. If you're a 720 and above, you're going to get the best rate, whatever the fair market value is at the time. If you drop below that, uh, 720 to 660-ish, you're going to be a, probably about a half point difference. If you go 660 to 620, you're going to be at about a point. And 620 to 550, you're going to be about two points. So it does affect it. There is a direct correlation. A huge difference, yeah. yes. So the Not best, only that, on insurance, yeah. on yeah. a lot of things you buy, uh, car insurance, they, they have algorithms that show that People with higher credit scores do not wreck as much. I mean, so oh. it, it it affects so many things. Did not know that, but we <laughs> should we should point yeah. out it's not too late to work on your credit score. Your first step should be what calling or going to a credit score, getting a report. Correct, Randy? Yes, and I, I really recommend that you call someone like us, and it doesn't cost you anything, oh. and we help you through that process. And because uh, you know, obviously, we want people think of us when you think of financing and yeah. or think about their credit. So yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. We'll give out Randy's number in a few moments, but you could always go to a credit score, you know, like creditscore.com, whatever, but it'd be better to have some help from a guy like uh, Randy uh, giving you actual information. All right. And I think this may be time for one more question here. Terrence and his wife have been married for six years and they both own their own homes, Lee. Incidentally, both homes have been paid off, so congratulations for Terrence and his wife. Interesting that they both have their, I guess they had before they got married six years ago. And Terrence is wondering if for some reason his wife was would, to pass away, would Terrence inherit, inherit the other house? Uh, well, that depends on how the deed is showing. So if, the, if it was her house before they got married, she probably doesn't have it in survivorship with him. Um, it's very easy to put a property in survivorship. Usually that's how married couples pass their properties to each other without having to go through probate. So if she needs a little help or he needs a little help, he can call us. We can do a quick claim deed. Add, in fact, we can do it both ways for his property and her property. Add the other in survivorship, meaning that it just becomes theirs when the other party uh, passes away. Um, if not, then it would go into her estate and if she has other heirs, such as children or parents or anyone like that, or if she has a will, um, then it would pass according to the uh, estate laws. Lee, what's the most common way when you're doing a, a mortgage or a, a closing, what's the most common way to put the house in uh, on the deed? Mar unless, unless there's some reason not to, most, a vast majority of married people do survivorship. For that very reason, it's simple. It's yes. our house. We live here together. We don't want to, you know, if some what, something happens to one of us, we don't want the other one to have to go through a lot of paperwork and rigmarole to stay in their own house. Uh, a vast majority of deals that are not involving spouses uh, would not be in survivorship, would just simply go through that person's estate if they passed away. Got it. All right. Well, it makes sense. And it's a serious thing to have to deal with. Incidentally, something else that I think is uh, serious, we are hearing that this winter may be a tough one. We may be getting more snow than we have in the past. I'm not sure how how good our weather folks are, but uh, I'm preparing for it just by 
being ready, having a slow, I have a snowblower, but I haven't used it in years. But <laughs> next, next week, we're going to tackle cold weather. And we've got four, believe it or not, four tips, simple tips to help make your home more energy efficient. So join us for next uh, week. You can hear the bell ring and that we're out of time. But it uh, certainly um, should be interesting. And uh, there are a lot of things that we need to worry about. Uh, cold weather, <laughs> here it comes. Never, never, never happy. All right. Our our thanks to Randy Rocky. And again, if you're ready to take Randy's number down over at Swan Financial, if you're looking to get a, what your credit score is, uh, give him a buzz at 645-0736. Also, Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone, Title and Escrow. And again, a reminder out to all of my fellow the real estate compadres that Lee is available to answer questions anytime. She's a great source, has a lot of great information. You can reach Lee, 649-7964. If you are thinking about listing, selling your home now, next year, or even beyond, and you want to come up with a plan, I'm more than happy to come out and spend some time with you, talk about the process of listing and selling. And also, we've got uh, 12 agents who are ready to help you uh, you're go buy a home. There are more homes coming on the market now. And there are ways to get around the higher interest rates. If you've listened to the show, you know what I'm talking about. You can reach me on my cell phone, 376-5483, or go to bobsellmyhome.com. That's simple. We are out of time. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.